Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different podcast today. Going to bounce around a little bit here because uh, if I'm being really candid with you, it's one of those days that I'm really, really getting a, a little pissed off here. You know, um, unless you're blind or a Democrat, even most Democrats admit this now. The whole country knows what's happened with this election. Uh, as we've been covering here, Todd and I have been covering here every day with you here. And as you already know, uh, this is massive election fraud. It cannot go, uh, it, it, it cannot end up with Joe Biden as president. Or this country's in real serious trouble. We go from um, a country that uh, is um, based on law and order and a system of justice that seems uh, fair to all. And to, to instead go to an election process that instead of vote, vote counting, we turn into vote riggers. Who can rig the election the best? That'll be the winner. Not going to happen. Let me, let me come back to that in just a minute because some, some news broke. I say news. It, it actually is news. Broke earlier today. And uh, the markets were off a little bit. NASDAQ was down about 50 Dow Jones was up about 20. It was kind of a quiet day. And then I got started getting a series of direct messages uh, and emails sent to me about some very interesting uh, uh, Navy, naval movements, Navy, Navy vessels being moved off both the east and west coast of the U.S. And as of, as, as right, as of right now, the USS Carl Vinson, the USS Essex, Essex and the Theodore Roosevelt are both on the west coast of the United States, while three others, the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, USS Gerald Ford, and the USS Iwo Jima, are off of the uh, east coast, along with very interesting troop movements. This has been pretty widely reported. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll, you'll, I, I retweeted it as well. Very interesting article with some, some commentary and uh, some forecast of what's happening here. Look, I'm not going to get into speculation here, but I, I don't think it's a secret. It shouldn't be a secret to anyone that if the Supreme Court overturns this fraudulent election and the U.S. goes into complete turmoil, it's frankly going to happen probably either way, then the U.S. is, is, uh, is, is ripe for an attack. We just are. You know, if we're having a a soft civil war, if you will, and we're distracted, well, there were easy targets. So you can see from that point of view that it makes perfect sense, but this is some massive naval movement here. Yeah, these aren't just aircraft carriers. These are complete groups that have, that have been put into, into motion, into place here. So we'll keep following it here. We have a lot of folks in the VRA that are uh, that have, uh, either military or have great military connections. They're keeping us in the loop here. So uh, we'll report back what we learned. But, you know, there are also these reports about the United Nations. And uh, we already know from Hillary Clinton that uh, she wants to call him in. Obama said, let's get the Navy SEALs to go get, take Ob uh, uh, Trump out of office if he won't leave. And, uh, you know, the reports are that uh, uh, Democrats would, uh, would invite the U.N. in to come over and take over the U.S. to get, uh, to, get to Biden into office uh, again. A lot of speculation here, but this is all widely reported. A lot of people are reading this and learning about the, the, the risk here. And uh, we're on record here. Well, I'll state it again. It's time, to, it's time to do this. 
It's time to, it's time to make the, all these wrongs right. It's time to get rid of, we're under direct attack from communism. Uh, we're under direct attack from China. Uh, if you think that uh, coronavirus <clears throat> was just a unfortunate coincidence that led to the destruction of the U.S. economy and uh, the possible ousting of a widely beloved and loved president. I don't believe in coincidences, certainly nothing this big. And um, <clears throat> do I think China's going to attack us? No. <clears throat> but I know who China's allies are. I know that the combination of China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea have a fair amount of power behind them. And um, it's, it's just something we have to stay on top of and, and be on guard for. And by the way, the point being that I originally made was that's the reason the market started selling off on this news is I was receiving it and I received a, a DM from three or four people within about five minutes about these naval vessels uh, being positioned off our east and west coast. That's exactly when the stock market sell-off began. Let's, let's cover that. We'll get into some more of the election stuff here because a lot of breaking news is taking place here. And again, patriots, we're ready. Let's go. Let's get, let's get it on. You know, we're not ready to be taken over by communism. And I think the talk should no longer be about socialism. That, that's what they want us to talk about. Folks, this is, this is full-on communist attack here against our country. And I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. But again, when this news broke about these naval vessel movements, that's when the market started following, uh, falling. And uh, the NASDAQ finished just off the lows of the day, down big, down a big, though, 245 points at 12,338. Of note there, the semiconductors were the hardest hit today. And, of course, the semis lead tech. Tech leads the market. That's, uh, that's almost Bible. That's, that's almost Bible. If you're, if you're a short-term trader and looking for signals, that's what you're gauging it on. And the semis today were down a big 3%, off the lows by quite a bit, almost down 4% at one point, but still, again, leading the way lower. So you have semis down 3%, NASDAQ, uh, Q's down 1.9%, and they led the rest of the market lower. The Dow Jones was our winner on the day, down just 105 points at 30,068. And uh, then we had both the SP 500 and Russell 2000 both down eight tenths of one percent. Um, also of note, the uh, the ten year yield is now moving back up a bit now to 094 uh, percent. That did not help gold today, but you know the, the I'll cover gold in just a moment. I want to get into that dirt in our very commodity watch here. A couple of more points that we're making to our clients here about this market, which is extremely overbought. We call it. Based on our indicators, VR investing system, it's extreme overbought on steroids. Can it go higher? Sure. <laughs> Melt-ups can do whatever they want to do. But this is where the risk becomes very real. This is where the probability of something bad happen, happening begins to happen. And so that's the approach we're taking here. We've got uh, uh, some hedges on using the volatility index here. And we've taken some profits recently. Uh, just FYI, we sold Uber maybe a little bit soon, but we had nice gains there. Just building up some cash uh, because we do think this market is in for a shock uh, in the in the very near term. Again, it's it's stretched beyond uh, recognition. Really, the semis before their sell off today hit thirty nine percent above the two hundred day moving average. That's very rare air. The other thing that we know we we uh, we appreciate our friend. 
uh, Tom McClellan for this, the McClellan Oscillator, who uh, put a great piece out yesterday that the uh, uh, 90% of all uh, S&P 500 stocks are now above their 200-day moving average. This doesn't happen very often. And when it does, it's, again, a sign of a typical pullback's coming. The average decline when this happens is something in the 5 to 10% range. And, again, we, we know the risk. You know, we know besides what's happened with the election, besides this, this naval vessel movement, uh, besides coronavirus insanity uh, and, uh, and, and what continues to – these lockdowns that continue to build in uh, Democrat-run uh, cities and states, uh, we have a market – that is trading at extreme overbought on steroids. It's a it's a dangerous combination, and uh, that's that's why we're approaching it here. Um, we also know, and this is a well established pattern, going back even before coronavirus, that the 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 the, the single method uh, uh, of choice by the Federal Reserve, central banks, uh, and by our government with with uh, with fiscal stimulus is they love sell offs. They love big sell-offs, and they take advantage of sell-offs. That's how they introduce new quantitative easing, and they do this. This is the only way they do it. They don't introduce new fiscal and monetary stimulus when things are going great. They need big sell-offs in order to, to launch their new QE program, and they almost have to do it at this point. Again, so much debt. The buyer of first and last resort now is essentially central banks, of government debt around the world, now corporate debt around the world as, as well. In a lot of these countries, they're also buying equities. That, that'll happen here. That, that, that'll happen here. Uh, modern uh, monetary theory is here. It's very real. But they need these big sell-offs to take place to, uh, to be able to say, say, you know what, we came to your rescue. We're going to be your white knight. We got your back. But they don't do it when things are going great. So uh, after this move, we've had higher... Like it wouldn't surprise many people to see a sharp sell-off, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see how the internals do after that. Internals actually held up pretty well today, especially NYSE. They were not not very good on Nasdaq. Uh, again, cover that just more in just a moment. Talk about the election real quick, because it's, it's, so many big things are happening here. Yesterday, of course, the big news was Texas uh, getting involved and uh, filing their lawsuit against four dim states, uh, four dim governor-run states. With all every one of these, by the way, remember their their state legislatures are run by Republicans. Now let's see if they can grow a spine with these uh, 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 dim governors and actually take some action. With Texas leading the way, as of just a few minutes ago, and this list may have grown by now, but as of just a few minutes ago, let me just refresh this. the uh, The list of states that have joined Texas now, I want to say it's seventeen. I believe it's 17. I am uh, I'm screwing up my screen here badly. i got to refresh this one second. 17 states, as of five minutes ago anyway, have joined the state of Texas uh, and filed amicus briefs, which means that uh, even though they may not officially be part of the case, they're itching to be part of the case. If the Supreme Court agrees to hear it, again, the, the Texas case is already on the docket with the Supreme Court, if the uh, Supreme Court agrees to hear it, look for all of these states to join officially. That's the way this is going to work, and uh, Thursday's the big day for that. So what's happened here and what the, really this, this Texas filing uh, is all about 
is the fact that here we have these dim-run states that changed their laws any way they wanted to without state constitution, constitutional approval. So you had governors and legislatures that changed the law on these mail-in ballots, but it was they weren't changed in their state legislature. That is what the Texas suit is about. And at the heart of that, it basically means, just to give you an example, you know, here in Texas, we play by the rules. We didn't use Dominion voting systems, by the way, either. But Texas and other states that played by the rules and ran an honest and fair election, we've been disenfranchised. We've been disenfranchised by these dim-run states that did just the opposite. That means our vote counts less. That's the very kind of uh, heart of the Equal Protection Clause in the Constitution, and that's why this Texas lawsuit goes right to the Supreme Court. That's really why the Supreme Court is set up uh, to handle state versus state issues, and that's why, in our view, they, they, they almost have to hear this case. The other reason they have to hear this case, this landmark case, by the way, is that if you're a conservative Supreme Court justice, and right now the count of that is six and three or five and four. Most people don't count John Roberts anymore as a conservative. Why would we? So let's say if you're a Supreme Court justice, you're one of the five reliable Supreme Court justices that are conservative. You know that if the Dems win this election, again, in a stolen election, which is exactly what it would be, there's not a single person listening to this who would disagree with me because that's what it is. So if, if Dems win... We know what happens next. They're going to pack the Supreme Court. So this is really a battle for the five conservative justices to have any power going forward forever. Because once that, uh, once that door is open, there's no coming back from it. That genie's out of the bottle. Not only would we have, what, probably four more liberal Supreme Court justices, you know, we'd also add two more states and, and Puerto Rico and D.C., along with all their liberal uh, elected officials that would be joining. So it would be over for the U.S. from a, a point of view of ever having the possibility even of having a Republican president or having a conservative uh, ruled Supreme Court. So these five conservative Supreme Court justices, this must be on their mind. If they don't take this case, uh, boy, lawlessness. Country becomes ungovernable. Why would anybody play by the rules if they don't apply to the, our most important um, institutions and to our most important laws that are on the books? Why would anybody play by the rules? This would be, again, a, a wild west of a country would, would come shortly on the heels. Just look what we're seeing happen in dim states right now. They're imploding economically and morally. It's almost like it's by design, isn't it? That's because it is. Why would a liberal governor want to, in, 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 in a liberal-run state, why would a governor and their state leaders, why would they want to decimate not just their economy, but the entire U.S. economy? What's their motivation for that? I know a lot of people have a question about that. The answer is pretty simple. They want our economy destroyed. This is the way socialism, communism works when it starts because they know that if you can make the country desperate enough, make the country desperate enough where jobs have disappeared, asset prices are collapsing, families are desperate to feed their kids, put a roof over their head, 
when a family is desperate enough, when people are desperate enough, they'll, they'll take the help from wherever they can get it. Even if it's from a socialist slash communist run government, because that's what desperation is. It's the ultimate tool and the favorite tool of tyranny and tyrannical leaders. So there's your answer. This is everything that the Supreme Court has to consider. We have to believe that's the case, right? Uh, We didn't go through the last four years of Donald Trump. You know, we didn't find him. He found us. And we didn't go through the last four years of Donald Trump to get all to this way and then see it all fall apart. I, I, I can't, I refuse to believe that. As a spiritual person, I believe that, uh, that God does love America and that we are a blessed country and will continue to be a blessed country so we can assist other people and, and lead them to freedom and democracy or a constitutional republic if possible as well. That's, that's where this is going. This is always going to go to the Supreme Court uh, because this is that kind of massive fraud. Trump and his team, anyone paying attention, we've known for a long time how the left was going to try to cheat and win this election. So we have to assume they've been caught. And I'd like to assume that these naval uh, vessel movements and, uh, and troop movements that are occurring, I'd sure like to think that's for a, another good reason as well. Uh, let's lock up a lot of domestic criminals, these communists, that want to take over our country. Um, okay, let's wrap up with the markets here. Uh, as far as the internals today, again, the internals today were pretty good. Uh, on NYSE, basically flat. Uh, NASDAQ was about two to one negative. Uh, and, uh, but again, it's a lagging indicator, but I've still got to report it to you. Uh, we had over, so what is that, 760, 770 uh, companies hitting new 52-week highs to just 15 hitting new 52-week lows. Uh, that is, uh, you rarely see uh, readings that strong. That, that's, that's significant. But again, it's a lagging indicator. If we, if we fall big tomorrow or in the next week, uh, that won't remain the case. I can promise you that. And our VRA Commodity Watch today, uh, gold today down $33 an ounce. A lot of folks are saying, you know what? Why are we buying gold? Let's buy Bitcoin, okay? That is uh, insane thinking, okay? Let me tell you why. Just so you know, I'm a Bitcoin fan, bought it at 600, recommended it at 2000. We've liked it for a long time, but never would I want to own more uh, Bitcoin than gold. Not even close. Not even close. Bitcoin to me is an asset diversification tool. It's a great story, but no one even knows who created Bitcoin. The risk in Bitcoin are astronomical, astronomical. And, uh, of course, the the upside potential is the scarcity value. Only 21 uh, million Bitcoins will ever be created. That's the reason to own it. That's why I do. It's why a lot of you do. But never would I say I'm going to sell my gold so I can buy Bitcoin. That's never going to happen. The risks are simply too large. Uh, There's too much that's not known about Bitcoin to ever be a reliable store of value. That's how I view it. Everyone that I respect greatly, that's how they view it, even though we still continue to have a position in it. Uh, in no way would I ever sell gold. Matter of fact, three years ago, when the same clowns today that are today saying uh, 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 Bitcoin, uh, gold is a relic, you know, uh, it, 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 it used to sell it all and buy Bitcoin, 
Those are the same clowns that were saying it three years ago, just before Bitcoin fell from almost 20,000 Bitcoin to 3,700 of Bitcoin. And that, that fall happened quick. So um, that's our view on it. Uh, we like them both. Gold and silver, those, those, those are the only true currencies that exist on the planet. By the way, that's only been the case for 6,000 years. Again, gold today, down 33 1841. Silver also lowered today by 72 cents at 2401. Oil today closed flat at 4560 a barrel. Uh, copper also flat at 349 a pound. And finally, Bitcoin uh, down today, what was it? About $300 uh, closing right now, trading right now at 18,477. Folks, as always, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you. Please keep your feedback coming. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.